Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. I am so glad you're here tonight because tonight is kind of special in that tonight we wrap up the book of Revelation. We haven't done an in-depth study of each chapter. We've done a bird's eye view, but I think if you've stayed with us along the way, you have a better understanding, hopefully, of the book of Revelation than when we started. It is true when you study through the book of Revelation a lot of it is symbolic. There's a lot of head-scratching stuff in there. And it's also true that you go through some troubled waters. I mean, there's some stuff that's described that uh, is unsettling. But it is what it is, and it's going to be that way. And uh, God is a God of love, but he is also a just God, and justice must prevail. And he is righteous in doing all that he is going to do. But the good news is, it's a book with a happy ending. And I like happy endings. And Revelation chapter 22 is a happy ending. And I am happy to share it with you. And I want to thank you for sticking through the tough parts. And for sure, there are tough parts. And like I said, unsettling is putting it mildly. Let's begin by sharing a quote from John MacArthur on this last chapter. And he says this, After reading Revelation, Christians should love Christ more, seek to be more like Christ, hope for their resurrection bodies, and anticipate their eternal rewards. I'm going to do something tonight that I haven't done for any of the other chapters. We're going to read it all the way through. We're at the end. It's good news. I want us to read it. So if you have your Bibles, we're in Revelation chapter 22, or you can follow behind me on the screen. Let's just read this concluding chapter and let it speak for itself. Revelation 22, verse number 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were of the healing of the nations. Verse 3. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no more night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, 
I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of the brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, and this is talking about the final, you know, the the final estate of the lost and of the saved. Let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Verse 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have set my, sent mine angel to testify unto these things in the churches. I am the root of the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the prophecy, uh, of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in the book. And lastly, he which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. At the end of the book of Revelation, you probably picked up on it, there is a very serious warning about taking away from what is written. Let's look at it again. Verses 18 and 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. If any man shall take away from the words of the books of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So I'm focusing tonight on on the final verses of this book. And in verses 18 and 19, there is this warning as he comes to the end. Don't add anything to this. Don't take anything away from it. And then... In verse number 20, there is a plea for the Lord to come again. As as this book is closing, he which testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly, amen, even so come Lord Jesus. Now nobody knows the, the day or the hour. The Bible is very clear about that. And any man or any woman that tells you this is when the Lord is coming, you can just write them off as a false prophet right there. They don't know their Bible because the Bible is very clear. 
No man knows the hour. And yet, we all long for the Lord to come. And as we see things going on in this world that disturb us, we want him to come all the more. And then in verse number 21, there is the final benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So, all this wonderful, amazing book of Revelation comes to the end with a warning, don't add or take away from it, a plea for the Lord to come again, <clears throat> and this final benediction or prayer, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, amen. But the last, what I want us to focus on is none of that, but what comes right before that in verse number 17. Because this is really the last instructions, okay? Now, it's just some final thoughts. Don't add to this book. Don't take away from it. You know, come quickly, Lord. The grace of our Lord be with you all. Amen. But as far as the final instructions, we read that in verse number 17. And, and what's said last is so important. Look at what he says in verse number 17. And the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Think back now over the book of Revelation. And think back about some of the deep waters that we've waded through. You know, the symbolism that, what does that mean? And we think maybe we know, but we're not really sure. And we just wonder and we marvel. It's what's being revealed to us, but yet we're seeing through a glass darkly. So we've gone through some, some, some deep waters as we study Revelation. And we've also gone through some troubled waters. You know, the plagues and the devastation and the, the earthquakes and, and all the horrible things and the, the wars and Armageddon and all of that. You know, that's, that's heavy stuff. That, 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 that's deep water. And then you have, I mean, that's troubled water. And then, then you have the deep water. But in the end, and this is so neat that our God would do this. That he is this kind of God brings to us a water that quenches our thirst. That's how our God wraps it up. Isn't that cool? Isn't, isn't that neat? He takes us through deep waters. Don't understand it all. Commentators, they will disagree with one another and then we get all the more confused. That's deep stuff. And then the troubled waters, hmm, glad I'm not going to have to go through that during the tribulation. But then we come to, I guess, what you would call a glass of water, a cooling glass of water. I, re, I, I don't know why the Lord brought it back to, to mind, but as I was thinking about this, you know, being thirsty and, and drinking freely, I, I think back to when I was in phys ed class at Prescott Junior High School down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we'd go out at P.E. And whatever we did, whether it was run or whatever, down there it is so terribly hot, terribly hot. And by the end of P.E., 
And I'm sure this has happened to some of you folks up here. By the end of PE, you know, you are just parched. You, you, I mean, you, you need water or you're going to die, you think. Have any of you gone to the water fountain and just leaned over it and just sucked it all in? Can anybody relate to that in PE? I mean, there was, there's nothing. And then, then all the other guys, you know, that's enough. That's enough. You know, I, I'm thirsty now. And it was just, there was nothing so wonderful as the water that came from that very cold water fountain just outside the gym door. And that's how the Lord ends this. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. And there is this appeal in that last verse. Or it's not the last verse, but the last verse that I'm focusing on. In that verse it says, and the Spirit says, come. That's the work of the Holy Spirit to call people to Jesus. The bride says, come. That's, you know, born again believers. And it says, him that hears Say come. That, that's, that's individual believers. That, that, that what drives us as Christians, we have drunk of that water freely ourselves. We have found it satisfying. Nothing else in this world satisfies. So many people in this room have tried this, that, and the other, be it drugs, alcohol, or money, fame, whatever. You know, and, and you find that it never satisfies. And then you come to God. And you drink of his water freely. And you're satisfied. You have found what's been missing in your life. And the admonition to us then is tell others to come. There are others out there that were searching like you, that were as, as lost as you were. And, and, and you need to tell them to come. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the church. That's, that's the work of us individual Christians. And we needn't ever lose sight of that. I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned this last week. We had a problem with the refrigerator back in the kitchen. And we had a guy come out, a, a repair guy, nice guy, veteran. I, I told him I appreciated his service to our country. But, and obviously looking and not finding in this life. And it was my wonderful privilege to go back there and, and witness to him and share the gospel he didn't make a decision. He didn't make a, com, uh, a commitment. But I did give him some literature. I said, you, you know, will you take this and read it? And he promised me that, that he would. It's not only an obligation that I have from the word of God to tell him to come. He can drink freely just as I have, just as you have. It's not only an obligation, but it's a privilege. It, it's a privilege to tell him that. And that, that is the emphasis here. As this whole book of Revelation is wrapping up, and all the deep waters we've gone through, and and, and all the troubled waters we've sailed through, we now come to a spring of living water. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit says, come. And again, that's a reminder to us today that we need to be evangelistic, and that we look for every opportunity whether it's waiting in line, it may come up in the grocery store or sitting in a doctor's office waiting for an appointment, you know, or sitting down with your next door neighbor or visiting with a repair guy. You know, we need to see these as, as divine, divine opportunities. It, it's all about bringing people to Christ and how could we not 
after reading what we've read about in the book of Revelation and lost souls being uh, tossed into an eternal fire. In 1 Thessalonians, in, in this passage, again, the emphasis, I'm just going into another book of the Bible to emphasize what this last book of the Bible is talking about, having people to come. Look in 1 Thessalonians 1.5 on the screen behind me. Paul is saying, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. Now in Revelation, it says, the Holy Ghost says come. Here it is, the Holy Ghost is involved in drawing people to Christ. And in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Verse number 7. So that ye were examples to all uh, that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not speak anything. My point in going back to Thessalonians is to point out there that Paul is saying, come. The Holy Spirit is saying, come. The church is saying, come. And that's got to be our heartbeat. That's got to be our heartbeat constantly. We have drunk of that water, and others are to come. It says, and let him that is a thirst come. Look at that verse again. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, that's anybody. There's not anybody too lost to get saved. Let him take the water of life Freely. Lost people are naturally thirsty. If you don't know Christ, if a person doesn't know Christ, they're, they're incomplete. That incompleteness reveals itself in a thirst. And people try to quench their thirst out in the world, pursuing this and pursuing that. And they try to quench their thirst in all the wrong places and in all the wrong ways. And what they don't realize until they come to know Christ is only Christ can quench their thirst. He is the only one that can give us the living water. And this verse says, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. The good news tonight that we need to be reminded of as we conclude Revelation is that it's about people being saved. It's about us telling others about salvation in Christ. I went back and read a message that Charles Spurgeon preached on that verse. And I want to share with you a little bit of what he told his people would have been well over 100 years ago, back in the late 1800s in England. These are direct quotes of him preaching on this same verse. And he says, some people will say this, I don't understand all the Christian doctrine and theology. Spurgeon says, come anyway, because it doesn't say whosoever understands, let him take of the water of life. Spurgeon said, Some people say, I can't repent the way that I should. My heart is hard and I can't even weep over my sins or feel bad over them as I should. He says, come anyway, because it doesn't say whosoever feels, 
let him take of the water of life freely. Others, I don't know if I can live the Christian life the way that I should. Spurgeon, come anyway. Because it doesn't say whosoever can, let him take. Because it doesn't say whosoever can, let him take of the water of life freely. He says, just come. He says, I don't know if I am worthy to live the Christian life. Spurgeon says, come anyway, because it doesn't say whosoever is worthy, let him take of the water of life freely. But he says this, but mark thee, sinner, it says, whosoever. What a big word that is, whosoever. There is no standard height here. It is of any height and any size. Little sinners, big sinners, black sinners, fair sinners, sinners double-dyed, old sinners, aggravated sinners, sinners who have committed every crime, and the whole catalog. He concluded by saying, whosoever. It's a book that brought us through deep waters. It's a book that has brought us through troubled waters. And where does it end up? It's drinking of the water of life freely. Let's conclude tonight with one other Spurgeon quote. He says, It is fitting that this great invitation closes the book of Revelation and the Bible. All the prophets of the Bible, all the apostles of the Bible, all the threatenings of the Bible, all the promises of the Bible gather themselves up and focus themselves into this one burning ray. Come to Jesus. Come and take the water of life freely. And thus concludes the book of Revelation. Let's stand, please.